0: now it's the rundown presented by explore louis.com the biggest stories of the day from jason and john on 92.9 fm
1: espn first story ryan silverfield says right now probably leaning brandon thomas in terms of the tigers starting running back when they take on open the season against mississippi state next saturday and that's you no know, I guess news we expected to hear at this point, but now he he certainly wasn't uh wasn't nailing it down yesterday during his media availability uh but did sort of indicate that that's the way he's leaning now they've got several candidates for the starting running back job uh, in, uh not including Brandon Thomas who I think by the time this thing's over is probably going to be the guy, including Jay Ducker, uh, who the Tigers got out of the transfer portal from Northern Illinois. But remember, he hasn't been healthy all preseason. Remember that and then back in, the, uh, back in the spring. And so from that standpoint, Brandon Thomas already got a bit of a head start on him. And remember, Brandon Thomas started off the season last year like wildfire. I mean, it th- it was sort of a throwback back to those you know, home run hitters, Gain, Will, Henderson, Jr., in terms of what you had with Brandon Thomas before the first fumbles, then the injuries plague him the rest of the way. But for three, four games last year, he absolutely looked like the dynamic starter you want in a Tigers backfield. My guess is when it's all said and done, that's where we end up again. But you're going to see, I mean, that running back room's got four, five, six guys Uh, that I figure you're going to see on the field. But Ryan Silverfield, we've talked about this earlier, has made it clear he doesn't want that like it was last year where you're ending up running four, five, six guys out because you don't know who the guy is. He wants two. Two to sort of emerge like you had back in the day when it was Patrick Taylor and Daryl Henderson both running for 1,000 yards. Hopefully you can have something similar to that this year, whether it's Brandon Thomas and Jay Ducker, whether it's Brandon Thomas uh, and and Asa Martin, uh, because he's been singled out by Ryan Silverfield this preseason as a guy who's looked good as well, especially in the passing game out of that backfield, and Darius Coffey, the sophomore, another candidate, and Sutton Smith, a freshman that Silverfield keeps mentioning, also said reminds him of Kenneth Gainwell. All of that's good. Running back room, a lot of candidates, but you're going to need two in particular to break away from the rest of the pack. That's what Silverfield's hoping for, and it sounds like at least the guy that's going to be starting the season uh, in the backfield is going to be Brandon Thomas. At least that's where they're at for now. As far as the uh, kicking competition, and that matters around here because remember, <laughs> special teams has been a strength for the Tigers uh, for the last few years, but it's sort of fallen off. And certainly did last year. Certainly wasn't as consistent. Uh, David Kemp, the sophomore of that last year that was so up and down, right now. Chris Howard, the senior, has got a slight edge over him, at least according to Silverfield, for those kicking duties. Uh, Howard transferred from Florida after spring and uh, after the spring, and then uh, he's been praised in terms of his consistency level. So we'll see if he ends up beating out David Kemp, who by the end of the year had sort of steadied out there. But again, uh, you got to have consistency at that kicker spot, and especially with the kickers we've seen come through here the last few years. And so, from that standpoint, you know, two important "quote unquote" competitions: the running back spot, the kicking competition. Silverfield uh, mentioned yesterday during his availability, leaning Brandon Thomas right now, running back Chris Howard right now for kicker. Anything else interest you out of media availability yesterday? No, I mean, I think we uh, talked about him saying how young they are. Yeah, in we, the we, open.
2: Yeah, I, I think the the main thing is it's just it's time to win some games. No, the time for talk is over. It's time to go out there and, and and finish better than where you're where you're projected fifth in the AAC. You know, um, I think top three is doable. It's not going to be easy, but I think it's doable, right? And I'm not saying that's where they have to finish, but I think that would be a, that would go a long way. Oh, breaking the top three would be strong, this right? Season, I, would well, say I mean, because in the end, right?
1: Um, I mean, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati are pretty clearly the top three, right? Sort of separated themselves. So if you can get in that mix. Yes. I think you've absolutely had a quality
2: season. Well, I actually kind of season you need. I I think Memphis is actually in a pretty good spot here because they can very much underpromise and overdeliver, right? Because there aren't there aren't crazy expectations for them. They were picked fifth. The only thing that we've sort of maintained, which I think again is fair, is that it should not be a program that settles into six and six and seven and five, and it it can't afford to do that. It It will where it wants to go. It will die on the vine. It's just that you know, and again, I know that a college football coach who's got a million things he's juggling is going to say, how dare you say that seven and five is not good enough? Well, it's just not. I mean, it's not good enough for, you know, where you're, like you said, like where you're trying to go. It's not good enough for continuing to pay big time salaries for either you or your staff at some point that's going to dry up. You know, it's not good enough to justify, you know, multi hundred million dollar renovations to the Liberty bowl. Seven and five is not going to get that done. You gotta you gotta drum up political will, because I can tell you this right now: Boots are gonna say, "What the hell am I gonna throw money at that for? Just for y'all to go seven and five, regardless of who the coach is." So it's got to be better. It's got to be, hey, we feel like we can compete in our league, whichever league it is, and we can win, you know, some percentage of the time, and we can go to a great bowl game and we can have draft picks. That's that's where Memphis should settle, right? That's where Mem- and that's where Memphis was for. You know, for a, a while, right? And and, and I, don't, I don't think the step back has been that pronounced. You know, it's only been two years. But I do think, all right, like this is, a, this is a pretty formative year. This is like, all right, you know, uh, uh, crossroads. Crossroads. Absolutely. You know, like you, this is where you, as a program, decide what are we going to be. Are we going to be the team that's picked fifth? Are we going to be the team that finishes 7-5 and five and is cool with the Montgomery Bowl? You really can't be
1: that starting next year.
2: Or are we going to really can't do it starting you know, next year? You know, aspire to be better than that and not, not just aspire, but, but be right because you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's what they say, you know. So, so, good intentions don't fill up the Liberty Bowl. Let's say this, too. This is not being negative, not this at all. This is being real. It, it,
1: Laird Veach and Ryan Silverfield. If you sat down, they'll tell you the same damn thing about how big a year it is for this program. And you're right, John. It's because of where it stands right now and where it hopes to go. Six and six, seven and five won't get you where you want to go. It's having seasons like 2019, quite frankly. You know, having that buildup, the t- 2018 season where you're building up to it. Uh, it's it's those sorts of years. Even that what eight win season. Still, you 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 had something a brand that the rest of the nation could look at and say, Wow. Yep. Look at look at Memphis. Best thing outside the power five. Yep. And that's the only way in terms of what, what you've got to look like, that, that's your way, that's your ticket into one of these bigger leagues. Six and six, seven and five won't cut it because six and six, seven and five don't get you excited. And that, that's not being negative, that's being real. And again with your athletic director is basically saying that too that yes, this is a big year for us because of where we want to go, it's the real It's not time. You know, I I saw some of this. You just got to believe in them. No. You got to give us something to believe in. That's right. Particularly when you've taken steps back. That's their job. Our job then, give us something. We All right, then you're there. It's not our job as media, John, to make people believe. It's Ryan Silverfield's job to win games and get this thing back to the level that it needs to be at.
2: Period. Yeah, like, I mean, you have to earn the goodwill, Right. You got to earn that, and 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 that's that that can only come with winning games. Because again, the point that I was that I was making, you know, you can be the best guy, you can be, you can have the best intentions. I don't think there's any football coach that's come through Memphis that's wanted to not do that. That's not wanted to win nine, ten games. But it doesn't matter. It's are you able to do it? Can you do it? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it boils down to. It's and it, It's and you're right, It's not like. We're not rooting for Ryan Silverfield not to do it. It would be great so, um, if he does we, it. Yes. We, we, we pushed him for the gig. We, we want to see him succeed. 100%. 100%. But,
1: but what I'm not going to do is, is give you this misplaced belief or, below, you know, what? no, we need results. Right. And, and, and again, it's not us saying that. It's Laird Veach, yeah. the athletic director, saying it. Yeah,
2: so. because you have – That's where it's at right You now. have big plans. You have big aspirations. And seven and five, and an appearance in the you know Michelin Tire Bowl against you know pick a team. It's just not that's not that's not what big aspirations look like, you know. Um, Memphis can be better than that. And look, I think eight wins is is totally. I keep going back to it. The smart money is on over Memphis seven and a half this year. I mean, they can do it with that schedule. I think four and one is absolutely within reach to start the season. A lot of your you know UCF's here, Houston's here. Um, you know, you don't have Cincinnati, you know, that's another big thing. So you got to take advantage of that. You got to take advantage of the breaks here. And I think you win eight games, find a way to finish top three, top four in the league. You're going to have some real momentum yeah. going into next season. Ideally, Seth Hennigan comes back as a junior. You know, your skill position guys are a year older. I mean, this is, you know, nobody here is rooting against that. Uh, I think that's that's preposterous. So it's just a matter of what what should the expectations be. And, and and what's accepted, uh, and I think that's kind of what it boils down to. Um, but yeah, we're close, man. I mean, I, I'm excited about it. I'll take my family out there for sure. You know, Riley's first uh, first football game. That's like, what's what's not to love about that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like like you can do that right here in Memphis. You know, I would just like I want her to see a win. Now, which game should I take her to? Which should be her first game? Arkansas State. Yeah, there'll be one of so, them. Should I take one. her to the opener? What day is that? September seventeenth. You got your you got your uh, readers on.
1: Yes, September seventeenth.
2: September seventeenth is that a Saturday?
1: Uh, I'm guessing so, John.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. See, I mean, like you know, she went to her first tiger, you know, her first tiger game in basketball was a ass whipping of Houston. You remember that one on CBS? Remember mm-hmm. when we got on there with the uh, with the Reese's overlay? I do remember. You know, it's funny. I'm actually getting that uh, painted. I'm getting that picture painted. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah. And I, I told him, I was like I don't want you can. You holding her up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I don't, that's I, really clever. I don't want to get the Reese's logo in there. Who's you know? doing it? It's a guy I found online. It's just a random guy I found online who's graphic who who does like graphic design and all that stuff and and uh and is an artist and I said, "Man, you got to do this for me. That's the best art. It's the most valuable art. That means something to you. Oh,
1: are you kidding that me? That picture will mean more that, to you that than That picture some is of you. Even if you bought some expensive from some fancy artist, exactly. That maybe you you like the piece, but what does it mean to you? Another, other than the price tag, probably nothing. When it's when it's you up there and your family.
2: I mean, it's like it's, it's like it, th- that day it's was so awesome because like her first game, they beat the hell out of Houston, sealed their NCAA tournament fate, yep, right? Yep, yep. And she got put on TV. Like I mean, you you just check every box, man. And and she and she, by the way, this was March, so she would have been just a year old. I think she she wasn't even a year old yet.
1: Don't, Arkansas State's a six p.m. game. You want to take it to a day game? Or yeah, you cool? yeah it's gonna. Need That's to what be. I We, don't, we don't
2: want to give bedtime routine all you know, because she's at, she's she's going down around seven thirty. We don't have the times on all the rest of them, but I just, that Arkansas yeah, State no, game would be a. It would, it would a need to be a, like so you, an 11 a.m. You probably want
1: to check one of the yeah. earlier games, yeah.
2: You know, because, you know, that way. And you know, I don't know
1: that you have any early starts that are already on the. You know, you got a lot of TBAs.
2: Well, we could do two o'clock. will be some. Three o'clock. I mean, we could certainly, you know, figure that out. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take my family out there. I'm going to do my part, you know. Was that a day game last year, at Mississippi State? Was that a morning yeah, game? It was, was it, it was a, yeah. Okay. I want to say it was an 11 a.m. game. So, t-
1: the- down there, it's going to be 6.30. We're going to be playing in- when we see that uh, win they're, out of there. Simul- the cover, they're, the they're doing the
2: Cowbells at practice right now. They're simulating the Cowbells. They start, I mean, that you got, that's a must. Because they're relentless. They're absolutely relentless down there. It makes sense to do that.
1: Pressure's on Mike Leach. There is no pressure on Memphis in game one. Well, yeah. Pressure doesn't start for Memphis until game two.
2: It's a huge it's number. Till Navy. 16. I mean, it's. Wow. A, yeah.
1: 16 is a. Well, Will Rogers
2: held a hell of a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Well, I say that he puts up the numbers. He puts up the numbers yeah, I mean, that, 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 Mississippi to be State, determined whether he's more than that. It's, it, Mississippi State is not losing that game. It's unfortunate for Memphis. Like they, at least they got one. That's kind of how it It's, it's really
1: kind of like what Alabama owes Texas A&M in some ways. Absolutely. Leach lose to Memphis twice. Stakes
2: not quite as high, but if he loses to Memphis, yes, he's, he's gone. He's, that, that's it. Uh, well, first of all, how many games, if they lose to Memphis, how many games are they going to lose in the SEC? Right. That's the other thing. But right, if,
1: and it's supposed to be a decently impressive year for them this year. you,
2: know, you got Rodgers coming back for, what, his junior year?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, Mississippi State be kicking off September third. Next story.
2: All right, man. So we have the uh, we have the competitor to live. I feel contractually obligated to bring this up, just sort of as a, you know, I mean, we got We got to go. We're going tit for tat with the Saudis here. But Tiger and Rory have announced the TGL. All right, that's what they're calling it. It's a it's a new tech infused golf league. And it is happening in partnership, in tandem, in lockstep with the PGA Tour. Um, And I suppose the idea is to, I don't know if it's to lure guys back from live, probably more so to keep more from going is what I would guess. Uh, So it's going to be comprised of six teams of three PGA Tour players. It's a first-of-its-kind experience for golf enabled by a data-rich virtual course complete with a tech-infused short-game complex um, Tech enabled fan experience, high energy green side fan experience with every shot live in a two hour primetime televised match. There's 15 regular season Monday night matches followed by semifinals and finals matches, and it kicks off in January 2024. Wow, innovative. Tiger Woods says TGL is the next evolution within professional golf, and it gets me out of having to play any more real events. <laughs> Tiger humor. No, I added that part. Oh. Well. But but I thought he really said it. No, but it, well, it's what he means, though. I am com- committed to helping to lead it into the future. Embracing technology to create this unique environment gives us the ability to move our sport in a prime time on a consistent basis alongside so many of sport's biggest events. So I, I told you Tiger was going to be there at that meeting with a check, and that's basically <laughs> what, what
1: essentially what I was telling you, is that, that that's the only thing in terms of keeping these guys from going to live. But didn't they have seven guys just go over, seven guys in terms yeah. of the reports on live? Well, yes. You're still
2: losing them right now. (laughs) But I ask you, A, do you like the idea? B, will it achieve the intended, you know, uh, effect? Well, it
1: it just seems like to me you're trying to keep folks from migrating over. You're trying to keep from losing anything more than what you've already got. Uh, The problem is all of the names, the big ones, are gone, the ones we want to see. So Tiger's not gone. We got Tiger. Tiger's going to play in this. I don't care. No, you don't even want to see Tiger playing TGL. No, not this Tiger, no, John, because this Tiger is not the 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 stud that we watched and would bring not even you know the non golf fan to the television on the weekend to watch. It's not the same Tiger. So you not no, no, I'm not still as drawn with the hope of oh maybe he'll return to glory and look good again. No, I think we've we've been there, we've done that, and we're we're sort of over it. Uh, they had to do something, so I applaud that. But in the end, I just wonder if this is a little bit too gimmicky and if you if the damage hasn't already been done that's the biggest thing in terms of what you lost you should have been looking at this type of innovation a year, two years, three years ago when you've got the monopoly on it and you're feeling so big and strong. Again, I compare it to newspapers sort of uh, uh, um, looking at the Internet and saying, well, we'll always be here, sort of that, that late reaction. Then you end up behind the eight ball and saying, well, wow, well now, what, what happened to all of our advertisers, right? They've, where have they all gone? They don't want to advertise in the, the print product anymore. Sort of the same thing. Like you, you wait too late, you get complacent. Something comes up, threatens you, in this case, they're pulling real golfers, real names, frankly, the biggest names off your tour, yep, the damage for it, it's been done, and you should have been looking at something like this years ago is what I would say that's it, no, you're doing, you're trying to do something, you can't just sit there, yep, but John, I would tell you the way they were bleeding it's just like it's kind of like Memphis with the tubby situation, like you're bleeding so much you 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 had to act, so I can't sit up here and clap for you too much on some when you had to get that bleeding stopped that's it, you might already be. In terms of interest and people watching, you tell me what what's more interesting: the gimmicky golf or the name? Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, or the gimmicky stuff? Because I would tell you, for golf, it's still going to be the name that's going to draw in well more than, than not.
2: Well, it's a little bit like the XFL. You know, you, I'll tune in. I'll see what it's about. I'll see, you know, that first Monday. Like I'll say, all right, let's see what the TGL cooking. You know, but back to the point: when Johnny
1: Manziel's playing into it, you might watch. Yeah. But if it's just a bunch of regular dudes playing a gimmicky
2: game, like XFL, you're, you're saying you're not, you would how not, much are you watching? You, that's my question for you about this. Well, here's my what, what, here's my here's my retort. What's better, Tiger Woods winning the Masters or Tiger Woods winning the inaugural TGL league? What means more? I don't think there's even a question about it. I think it's that's the why TGL I'm looking league. at you like stop. Okay. it's it's yeah, the, the newest deal. thing. It's the, it's the newest deal, man. I support him. I, I, I mean, it's Tiger Woods. I mean, what's better than watching Tiger Woods, you know, play on the it's – like, it's like if he was at Let It Fly, you know, you just wa- play on the projector screen, man. What's better than that?
1: I, I just think, again, the, the the best way out would have been a settlement would live in terms of however you got to share these golfers. And maybe there's some way to do that still with this new look, this new innovation, these new tournaments to get some of those guys back. But in the end, that's what it's gonna take, right? Because in the end it's gonna be again the Dustin Johnsons, the the Kepkas, those are the guys that we wanna see. You're gonna to have to get them involved because I what I would tell you is that, yeah, this is this'll look different, but it's not gonna constantly draw folks in if you've just got second and third tier names mm-hmm. or, or or up and coming guys and you don't have those stars. Like I mean, right now I guess it's you know, it'll be Tiger and it'll be Rory, right? What else? What else are you showing me? I mean probably Let's Ricky, say, right? Ricky Fowler's going to be in that. Yeah, I know how much you love him. You were out there to see him when he was here in Memphis, weren't you? So, yeah, it was great. You, you gave a real, yeah, yeah.
2: Russell Henley will probably be in it. Your boy. Who won the – uh Who didn't make the cut. Zalatoris. Zalatoris will be in this,
3: right? John Rahm. John Rahm. I mean – Justin Thomas. Look at Scott Scheffler. Jordan Speith.
2: I, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't watch – Speith
3: is nothing anymore.
2: Nothing. Other than a name. Just – Wow. You talk about not living up to expectations. This is really this segment's going really south. Like it really is. Like it's getting a little disrespectful. It is. It's, just, it's getting. It's getting a little testy. Okay. Um, look, I don't know if it's going to solve the world's problems. You know, I mean, I it, the, w- I, I feel like the people that are largely going to watch this will watch anything golf related, and uh, you know, I don't I don't know that that's what they're. I don't know if they're trying to. I mean, they probably are trying to expand the reach a little bit because they're doing, like, the tech stuff, and they're trying to get, like, the younger golf fan or the younger guy in general. Uh, I'll check it out. I'll see what it's all about. And I'm not going to commit to 15 Mondays, though, if that's okay. That's fine. I'm not going to commit to 15 Mondays, and we'll see if Tiger Woods can save golf. He's going to give it a shot January 2024, TGL League. Next story. Have
1: you seen the Manti Teo documentary on Netflix?
2: It's on my list, man. I watched it. You know I'm a slow, you know I'm a, I, I'm a, a, a slow arriver. I just got around to hoop schemes.
1: So I just caught you up on hoop schemes. How, was it good? Did I recommend the, uh, uh, no, a good one there for it you? It is
2: like, it is so fascinating. Hoop <laughs> schemes, the story and, 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 of former Arizona State basketball sad player. sad, too. Uh,
1: Headache Smith. Headache Smith. Yeah. And uh, he fixed games. We he fixed games. He was the fixer. And, and there was
2: another guy, too. There and was I was another... telling
1: John to check this out. This, if you want to see it, they actually show him you know, the, the turnovers and everything else. Him oh, trying so to good. land it on
2: six points. Oh, it's
1: so good. And yeah, okay. <laughs> so you love that? Loved it. So we recommend that as well.
2: Recommended highly. Now, it's only an hour watch, so it's a very you know, stomachable. Quick. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. You can knock it out on a Saturday morning or something. Hell before, yeah. Before college football starts. All right. Manti Te'a documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. You remember the former Notre Dame standout who, it became a national news story. It wasn't just in sport. It wasn't, they didn't just hold it into their sports. They, this led off like national news. Mantai Teow, the fake girlfriend, and everything else. There's a whole documentary on it. It's pretty short, too, John. I want to tell you, it's like two one-hour parts. Okay. So very stomachable, as you would put it, uh, and, and, and very compact. You can knock it out quickly. Um, But it The part I didn't realize in going back and sort of revisiting this was, and we realize it's basically catfishing, which which we're much more familiar with now than we were... Then, there was a whole show Right, in catfishing being when you pose as someone online in terms of online dating, whatever right. else, who you are not. Right. And eventually, when it comes to meeting, you come up with some excuse. Oh, no, can't right, do it. Right, you never Don't meet. have yep. FaceTime, but I still love you. Yep. Let's keep this coming. So Manti essentially, Manti was essentially having that yep. with what he thought was a woman he met online. Turns out yep. it's a man who was related to Tui Asasopo, a I former have, raider. I, have, I think a distant cousin. I have His no name is doubt. Ronaya Tuiasa Sopo. It was a man catfishing Manti yep. as a woman.
2: I, I have. I didn't no know that till I saw the doc. That I got catfished when I was like a teenager. I have no doubt in my mind. When I was like 13, 14 years old on the internet, like I have no doubt there was this one. Uh, and I've never told. I've told a lot of stories about my life on the air. I've never told those. There was this one girl that I met somewhere. I don't know what chat room or whatever, but she said her name was something. Um, but she never sent me a picture. We would talk on the phone, but she would never send me a picture. And she had like this really exotic name, right? Um, and I, you know, that that could have been a man. I mean, it was. It, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: The man had you fooled on the phone
2: because no, it because wasn't a man's voice, but it could have been a man.
1: A man posing as a woman. I feel like it. It probably it was either like a because that was big girl or
2: a man. You realize
1: Manti wasn't just again, it wasn't just an online. I'm texting yeah. you. We're talking. He talked to her. No, we and, talked and, on the phone, and he put the woman voice on, and yeah. it had Manti completely fooled. Now he yeah. had a voice processor. Is it? Yeah. Po- is it possible that you were fooled by a oh, man?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And she would always like she she or he would always say like you know I got in trouble with my mom and my dad I can't talk on the phone I can't see you I can't blah 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 now I, like she claimed to live in Atlanta you know <laughs> uh, but uh, you know I I, I Manti Martin over here. I was 13 years old though. I was not a. I was no, not a you different. know adult.
3: This is a different situation. And
2: FaceTime wasn't around right. yet, right? Like so, there was no obvious way you back were 13. there. 13.
3: Yeah. Well, what grade is that?
2: I don't know. Nine, eighth, ninth. It's seventh, eighth. Yeah, something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I, like I was just, thinking, I, I, I was just you know having fun. So you're communicating internet. on the family computer? Oh, it was my computer. Huh?
1: So you had your own computer at 13 years old?
2: Well, yeah. That's
1: a pretty good deal.
2: It was a pretty good deal. It wasn't a nice one. It was a computer that worked. that okay. functioned, you know? I bet that and, thing was just filthy. No, dude. Just in
1: terms of a computer that you owned at 13. I can't imagine all the things you looked up on there.
2: Bro, I, I, I was in a committed relationship with what could have been a man or a woman or what. Who knows? It could have been Ronaya Tuoyasasopo, it could sounds like. I, I remember her name. I remember I remember the name. She had, like, four names.
1: Was it unique?
2: No, it was... Uh, it was uh, Roxy, why should I even say that? Oh God, Kaylin Dakari Kalia was the her name.
1: Hold up, she had a whole name for you. Yeah, a whole persona. Yeah, and she was she was just talking to this thirteen year old. Yeah, making him feel a certain kind of. I way.
2: think I can't remember where we communicated. Maybe we communicated on like, uh, man, I don't remember what what outlet we used. But you know, again. Uh, this didn't go on for, uh, you know, three years and I wasn't trying to convince my, my friends and family that, uh, or myself, you know, I, I mean, obviously like I, eventually you just move on with your life and you like do real life things, you know, but, um, yeah, I definitely think I got catfished. I mean, and it was very like 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 Brad said, low stakes. You didn't send her any money, did you? Not a chance. Okay, then then not then a, dude. I didn't have any money to send her. What was dude. I gonna do? Pay right, have
1: Stole something from mom to try to get it to her. Man, because the, the way she was making, he was making you feel. Now,
2: now, now, because I'm starting to suspect now, now, this was on, a man. Bro. Hold on, bro. You, you 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 can't just be saying it like that. You can't we, just be saying we it. Jump, you jump to conclusions all the time around well, here. Well, no, I I mean, I think there's a there's a decent probability. I think there's a decent, like knowing what we know about how catfishing works, you know, it's unlikely that if it was a, you know, I mean, it could have been, but I, I don't know.
1: The good thing for John is he wasn't a national star playing for Notre Dame and didn't have dead spin looking into it. Right to find out that Low it was a man. For John. He was actually <laughs> talking to a Low man stakes. at thirteen years old. Uh, again, don't know. So deadspin yeah. though. Low that, Can't say for sure. They were the ones that busted out that yes. Manti was not talking to a real woman. It becomes a national story, and he becomes a meme essentially. Manti Teia with his girlfriend, and you'd see a guy holding his arm around air essentially. And he has had he and his family, John. That's what you find out at the end of this documentary is how much the imp the impact of this. All the negative publicity, all the memes, basically, them being a laughing stock. How could you fall for this? How could you be catfished? Dude, it's taking a toll on him, mm-hmm. and yes. you could tell by the end of the movie when he's breaking down, crying, just trying to be, you know, saying, "I just want to be a positive influence mm-hmm. and not sort of be looked at as a meme." And said, "That's my focus now. That's what that's my purpose in this world is just to go, sort of, to be that positive influence on that one or two kids that might still look at me as as a hero, a former, you know, standout football player, former NFL second round draft pick. Right? He didn't go in the first. He fell to the second round. It was if later. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. His whole point is that Third I want name. to be more than a meme and it's hard we can sit up here and most of the conversation has been well can you believe this guy got catfish can you believe it in hindsight 2020 is real real easy to say but i felt sorry for him at the end i was left with good dang like he he will forever be that meme and there is no taking that away like he could accomplish greatness from in in some other field but he will always sort of be in terms of
3: defined by this Mm -hmm. it feels like and that's sad Okay, I gave this a lot of thought after watching it, and my son watched it with me, because it was and frankly, it was great for Jake to watch this, because teenagers struggle with being too vulnerable and being too naive, in my opinion. And this one reminded me of Josh Pasner and Ron Bell, and here's why. Here's the similarity: Josh Pastner's problem wasn't being nice or any of that stuff. He has a good heart, maybe too good. That was the problem with Manti Teo. Yeah. He's, a, he's a Mormon, very devout Mormon coming from a Samoan culture that is just very vulnerable to something like this happening in the middle of the internet upstart uh, MySpace era. So it was all like a perfect storm for him. The problem exactly. was he, he was just like Josh in this instance. Bro, you are too damn vulnerable. You gotta know you know with this kind of stuff, in my opinion. And that's where I was like, that's why I make the Josh Pastner, Ron Bell comparison, because it's like, bro, you got too much. You should be smarter than no, this. I, I don't. I actually like your comparison there. That you should have shown better judgment. Love the compassion right. part of it. Love that you got good right. friends. Your heart's in the right place. Just, but you are so gosh dang vulnerable, and, bro. And,
1: and I just think for ninety nine percent of us, that's probably the case at some point. Yes, we we have the judgment within us to say, you know, this has gone too far. She's not wanting to meet me. You know what? I'm going to end this. I'm not going to believe it anymore. Right. It seems like he went out of his way to continue to believe it even when the red flags were there. You had to go through some hoops to be that considerate. it It just feels like he's that the way he was raised, what yeah, you said, that's the problem. how much of a culture difference it was just coming over to Notre Dame, all right, of that, the right. internet, catfishing not being as big a deal back then. If there's 1% that's going to fall for it, it does seem like he was the kind of guy that would. It I'm was a perfect I, storm. I'm with you It was a perfect whole, storm. I cannot believe he's falling for this again because you and I at some right. point, we're just going to, common sense going to slap you us think, across the face. I, I hope. I'm not but perfect, but... It, but you know. but to that point, there is a, a a faction of society that you can always pull one over on, and I just thought because of the way he was brought up, yes. because of everything else. But I was... It just kind of added up.
3: Not an excuse. uh, No, it's not an excuse. And frankly, I'm not as caring as Manti Teo. I am not. I am cynical as all get out, man. I I am cynical for money being asked for. But it wasn't just... Remember, he had asked family members if they knew the name. Like, he had sort of double-checked in some areas. It was 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 a a, perfect storm. Right. It was the problem. But I love that my teen... If you have a teenager, have them watch this because it it's a lesson on vulnerability and being naive which is ridiculous man you got to look out for your tush now man there's a lot of piranhas out there both for your emotions and your money oh i'm with you on that and and like i said th- i've told my son there's there's book
1: sense and then there's common sense You're damn right. slash Some some of us call it street sense. Yes, and Manti had none of the latter. None, and he he needed more of that in this sense, whether it's common sense or street sense, bro. You are being played here. You got to realize. But again, she's coming. He's faking voices. You know, you're asking about this name. You got relatives who say, "Yeah, I know who she is
3: from her days as a high schooler." The real the so he kind of tried to check on it. Yeah, but in in you know when he did, Parrish has been having this long conversation this week about pulling over to help people. It's the same thing. We're in a place now where you got to be really, really damn careful when you help people and you put your emotions out there or your your wallet or your time because, man, it's just there's too much to risk and people are – they're evil. There's a lot of bad stuff in the world. I hate that I even am saying it that way, Jason. It makes me sound really cynical and kind of an a-hole, but I'm telling you that these these kids have too much to risk. In this case, the kid, it it really cost him his emotions. It cost him money. Because his draft pick stock, correct? This, that's what that's what he was asked yeah.
1: about by every NFL team that you know could have taken him in the first round was about this girl. And frankly, here is what they want to yeah, know, yeah, yeah, Brad. Yeah. Really. Yeah. they want to know if he was gay,
2: right? That which was just, he's now that, not, that, with that the became rumor. the question. Yeah.
1: Became he's now the rumor married. at the time, right. and it was every front office yeah. asking him. And again, a guy who was once projected the first round dropped into the second round, right. Clear off of this stuff. So to no, your point no. about him
2: losing, mid- yeah. He's, Millions and, and a because whole lot. I, re, I remember at that time, like that was like the the thinking was like he was using this as a beard, right? He was using yeah. the, the, up. the, you know. But that's existence. an
3: obvious place for folks to go because if you're in a front office, you're like, you can't be this stupid, bro. To make this stuff up, it's you have to be gay, otherwise you you wouldn't be making up with this stuff. Which, which, which obviously, that goes without saying. There's that that's fine, like if, you know. I, I don't have a problem with I it. I saying it's, it's a reason for why he did it, is
2: what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I mean, I remember that being like what what. Most most people theorized you know fascinating like, you know his culture notre dame yeah you could see why that would you know he would try to cover that up right in that culture yeah. um but didn't he lie about it wasn't there like some cooperation on his part about lying that they met and he told his dad that he met her like he and i feel like even like he they they said she died right
3: yes once he died and then th- that's part of the doc they explain but she, all that she she Tui Asisopo killed the character. Right. So
1: essentially they wouldn't have to, you know, that's what she always did. So when it can, you know, so you don't have to do the meeting time. I'm going to go ahead and kill this now so we don't get to a point where, you know, he's trying to actually meet any, you know, then then my secret is out. Yeah. And so they killed her off. Yes. And he kept, I guess, to, to what you're asking about, about did he lie? He, he didn't make that clear in some interviews right. later on. Right. Because he didn't know, John, is his point in this documentary, whether she's alive or dead. Later on, she calls him again as somebody else and says, it's me. Confusing the hell out of him. I, there were people who thought he was in on this. Last thing on it. Did you think coming away that, that he was in on it at all, Brad? That this is all trumped up? And he's trying to cover something no, else up. I, didn't. So I, thought I, a, I came away with it. He's I thought it was stupid. a square dude that got taken advantage of. Yeah. Yes. A dude with no common sense here that got taken advantage of that, in many ways, some some you've, you know sympathetic character to some, to others, just a dumb But
3: I, I shouldn't say dumb totally That's because what I'm saying. They, that, he checked on some of it. They, they, they did a really nice job on the documentary of giving you the prism of the Mormonism thing because then in the mission stuff and coming from the Samoan culture and his, you could tell this guy was probably. Probably a virgin. I, I is what was my walk away from it. You know, even as a as a stud, twenty twenty one year old college student, very devout. Well, and just as uh, you know, I,
1: I think just as compelling is the interviews with right Renaya Tuyasa yes. who was the person catfishing. That's him. right. Because you have those two elements, it makes it even That's more compelling
3: in terms of you and I got so. the same thing on this though. That all whole thing sucks, yeah. man. It reminds me a little bit
2: while we're on the subject of catfishing. Do you remember? Um, I bet you don't. When ESPN hired the fake girl, Sarah Phillips. No.
3: I don't remember that one.
2: So, ESPN hired this this young lady. She was on Twitter, right? She had like a profile picture and a name and all this stuff. And one day, the, one of the editors of ESPN tweeted her. She's like, did like uh, betting stuff, right? Like betting, you know, that's kind of what she wrote about. Um, and Lynn Hops of ESPN tweeted and said, Hey, this is Lynn Hops of ESPN. I love what you're doing. Reach out. I'd, I'd love to talk. So, anyway, she reaches out, Sarah Phillips. And she gets hired. She gets hired at ESPN. Well, it turns out... Without an in-person interview. Without nope. an in-person they, interview. He had not seen her. Well, it turns out that Sarah Phillips existed, okay. but, she, but the Sarah Phillips that ESPN hired was her male Indian friend. It was a pseudo-name? It, it was a guy. It was a guy posing as a woman that was real, Jesus. but they used her as, like, the face... To get hired at these sports places, Bro. because I well, I guess when you're a woman, like and you're you know, but it was so it was it was a real name, real person, real face, but it wasn't actually her behind the keyboard. It was a man.
3: <laughs> wow. And
2: ESPN hired her, like. Like that, like it's crazy to consider, and that was like 2013. Well, that,
1: how, how soon before after they hired her? Did I think they pretty soon. I think out? I think yeah. relatively soon. It's like wow. come to work
2: or did you come, right. Come show us your stuff. Right now, this was pre-Zoom, so you could see why. But I would, sure. I, would I would think if you're going to hire somebody, you would certainly have flown Always them out an to in campus, person, right? Interview. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, would wanna, you know. So I'm assuming what happened is they did an interview with the woman, and the guy was
3: telling her what to say. But here's the thing oh, now wow. about these in person: you can get on a Zoom and have a pseudo you because of the way this virtual reality stuff is crafted now you can actually talk as somebody else like it's it's very plausible to put a zoom on and cuz you have those screen backdrops now yep. you can actually do faces now it's like what you do in those uh, those apps like man you got to touch and feel and know you got to know you know as my old man used to say like this is this is a lesson for i think it's a lesson for parents man you got to know you know it really is and you know there's a, there's also a uh an ai generated rapper
2: who's like taken over now right fn M- mika mecca and yeah, these hallmark these hologram
3: performers mm-hmm. he's an yeah. N- he's
2: an he's like a, he's an nft uh he's an nft rapper and like he everything he says is generated by artificial intelligence and he was he made a song with gunna he signed to columbia records oh he's a threat he
3: is Tell me what this like, is. now. I don't understand what you're saying. His name is.
2: He's he, a hologram. He's not a hologram. He's it's a. He's a. It's he, a person. Artificial intelligence. He's it? like a. He's a graphic. It's a created
3: yeah. computerized yeah. performer.
2: And he. He's a. Uh, and and the news is that Capitol Records just they just oh severed ties with him because they got they got in a lot of hot water
3: and he was like saying like racial slurs and things like that. Oh. But all
2: everything he said was was generated it some was,
3: person is behind that keyboard no it's a it's an artificial intelligence it's it's like it's computer generated well they created a racist is what you're telling yeah. me yeah uh and they announced yesterday yeah, who put the program together yeah. who, who's the guy running that crap? Uh,
2: capital user group on tuesday said it had severed ties with the ai rapper fn mecca after facing pushback from activist groups and observers that the virgil rapper was a stereotypical caricature of, caricature of black artists uh we offer our deepest apologies to the black community for our insensitivity in signing this project Without asking enough questions about equity and the creative process behind it, mm. um, he was he. It, they put out a single with Gunna called Florida Water, like this this guy. And if you listen to it, you, 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 honest to God, you can't tell the difference. That's crazy between like rap today and just you know. So and in no other sounds, words, it was it all offensive kind of
3: sounds, but it was offensive because the algorithm was a stereotypical right right. because yeah, it no wasn't good. an
2: actual creative mind behind yeah. it. It was a it was like oh this is what rap is and this but, is what rap. Sounds like, and we're gonna come up with an algorithm to. Oof. But it, like, isn't that doesn't that blow your mind, bro? <laughs> oh, yeah, it
3: does. That an,
2: that an, a virtual NFT rapper who has a TikTok Oof. of a, of him, he has a TikTok, and he was signed to to Capitol Records. It's crazy, and and he was like putting out music with real artists.
3: That's crazy, man. I mean, I, you know, oh, it, we, we live in some like weird time. There are, in China or Japan, well, it, there is now these hologram performances are taking off. This actually is from a year or two ago. You might have seen those. And it's a, they, on stage, people show up. There's 2,000 people in the crowd, and it's a stage performance. And it's like it's a faux Bruce Springsteen. Or like Tupac, yeah. Yeah, but- it's like Tupac reincarnated on a stage. See, that, that's a little less weird than the NFT stuff. Like, that's at least, like, probably taken from past performances. It's like Elvis Presley one night only, and you're watching yeah. it, and it's a hologram on stage of him.
2: It, it's weird. It is. It, it it takes a little bit of suspension of disbelief there, too. But, you know, this NFT, like, the fact that that guy was signed, what, what, not even a guy. It's It's, wild, just a, it's a computer. I, you know, It just a it ship. Is. Robots, Jeez. man. <laughs> Crazy. And they found 113-million-year-old dinosaur tracks in Texas yesterday.
3: Mm, what's happening to the world? I mean, the Man Tail thing. If you haven't seen, it, John, you got to go see it. It's 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 a it's a deal. It's on my list. It is certainly on my list.
2: All right, uh, we will come back. Lots more to come here on the show. Norton Heard, the fourth, going to join us uh, at one twenty five. We'll talk to him about everything going on in the in the basketball world in Memphis. Stick around, Jason and John. Are trying to
0: Yes, me. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or.
2: Thank you